Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This is episode number 1,128 with New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Roy T. Bennett once said, be mindful, be grateful, be positive, be true, be kind. And author Ralph Ellison said, when I discover who I am, I'll be free. My guest today is Dr. Caroline Leaf. She is a communication pathologist and cognitive neuroscientist specializing in cognitive and metacognitive neuropsychology. And since the early 1980s, she has researched the mind-brain connection, the nature of mental health, and the formation of memory. She was one of the first in her field to study neuroplasticity and how the brain can change with direct mind input. She's also a speaker, podcaster, and the author of multiple best-selling books, with her latest being Cleaning Up your mental mess. She has also created an app called NeuroCycle, which has a five-step process to help you take back control over your thoughts in life with scientific research showing it reduces anxiety, depression, and toxic thoughts by up to 81%. And my conversation with Dr. Leaf was so powerful that we split it up into two parts. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, you can go there and check it out at lewishouse.com slash 1127 after you listen to this. And in this second episode, we discuss how to rebuild confidence when doing an identity check, how our beliefs shape our identity, why positivity is so important to your brain health and the science behind it, how jealousy and envy can cause brain damage, and so much more. This is going to blow you away. And if you're inspired by this, make sure to share it with someone that you think would be inspired by it as well. The link is lewishouse.com slash 1128. And a quick reminder, if this is your first time here, please follow and subscribe to the School of Greatness over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that you're listening to this and leave us a rating and review when you're done as well. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Dr. Caroline Leaf. I put a case study in my book of one of the um, one of the subjects who was in the beginning of the study. They said they literally said, "I am depression." That was their identity. Wow! And all they could describe. I am de- not. I'm I, depressed. I am depression. I am depression. Yeah. Oh my I am depression, and I can't sleep. I, my life just the, the whole narrative was just everything Man. that was terrible. They had tried everything, every drug. They was they were at, they were at the end of their rope. By within 21 days of mind management, they were no longer saying, "I am depressed." They were saying. I and they were no longer saying I am depression. They were saying I am depressed because of, and that is major. And then they said, so this is now they understood now. They were saying depression is a signal. It's telling me something. Then they said something so interesting. They said I'm even more depressed and even more anxious than I was when I started the trial. 
and and I and, and I said, yeah, that's a good thing, isn't it? And they said, yes, because the depression and anxiety is different. Because the depression and anxiety shows me I've done the work because now I know why I was depressed. They had suppressed for nearly 30 years what had happened was also sexual trauma oh and a lot of physical abuse. And they, it had been so bad that they pushed it down and completely obliterated it from their memories. And that was coming up. So that just remembering what happened made them more anxious and more depressed but it was a different kind of it was a controlled depression it wasn't a depression of i, I just i'm hopeless i can't mm. do anything there's no meaning it was i now know why i'm depressed and this is what i can do and then by 63 days because it takes a full nine weeks to start changing behavior they were sleeping again they wow. were able to get back to work they were able to start seeing okay well i found this part now i need to go back in and find this part and this part and this part so there's now a, a a plan in place for managing their mind and knowing what to do during the day when it hit them that a terrible and you can probably relate to this that terrible like how it grips you that sadness or that anxiety yeah. or that panic attack out of the blue just an all-consuming or someone just says something to you that looks at you funny and your whole identity you. shattered yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're triggered so that that is key and and that is why we've got a very very we've got to think if we've been thinking a certain way for so many years because of an experience or a accumulation of experiences you're going to have to do the work of un wiring it and to unwire you have to get control so by gathering awareness of your signals which is the very first step you are then bringing this into the conscious awareness and you weaken it and that's really key when I, and i'm holding up the wiry tree for the listeners you then weaken the toxic thought as soon as you weaken the toxic thought you have now got agency or control mm. you still feel depressed you still feel confused you still feel all those things but there's a shift and the shift is that now you are taking control you're empowered and Lewis, i used to tell my patients get two chairs put two chairs next to each other sit in one and that's the wise mind and the other one is you messy mind and you are talk to yourself and use the you use the pronoun you mm -hmm. and give yourself therapy and create an environment that you would love which is kindness grace acceptance mm -hmm. and it's okay everything you do and you keep telling yourself you really are at your you know, I, use, I always give them the science of saying, listen, neurobiologically, you're wired for love. Your mind is, a, is an optimism bias. When you feel this negative toxicity, this is simply your body trying to restore balance. There's nothing about you that's bad. It's what's happened to you that's an adverse circumstance, and you've just tried to cope. So your behaviors are simply coping signals. You know, right. so when you keep telling, telling yourself that, and then you work through very systematically through the five steps, you're getting more and more control. You're using mind-directed thinking to direct the neuroplasticity of your brain that changes so you rewire your brain slowly and it's not a quick process it's a slow deliberate process over 63 days so in the first 21 days it's, it's 40 15 to 45 minutes then you the, the second phase of 42 days you're just going to spend one to seven minutes mm. and that cycle and I've tracked this now all with you know brain studies and and blood and DNA and I've used so many different levels of studies and we're busy publishing all these papers at the moment, but there's a summary in the book and I've got a white paper on my website and we're doing we're doing a national study now. But what I wanted to show people was that taking this attitude, this kind of picture I've just painted of what you did with yourself, basically, yeah. that and I'm just giving you more specifics, you are actually directing the neuroplasticity of your brain. You are taking this toxic tree, you are deconstructing it, you're taking the end energy that is in vibrating in those branches holding your interpretation of yourself which is not the truth you're taking that trauma that happened to you and you're changing all of that and energy is never lost and this is all energy in these proteins 
And it's only transferred. So you're taking that slowly every day and you're transferring. And this is getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And you're building a healthy reconceptualized version. So by day 21, you've got this beautiful, healthy green tree. Now watch, I'm going to pull a part of it out. I'm pulling a tiny little piece of it out. There's a little piece mm -hmm. of green that I'm holding. That is that converted into this. It's now shrunk mm -hmm. into a green version, which is your very terrible, sad story, which still makes you sad, still makes you crush. Never have happened, but it did happen. But you've now changed what it looks like in you. It's no longer this toxic thing that's causing mm. your immune system to send out T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes and macrophages and treat it in the same way as the COVID virus, which is damaging your brain and body, whatever. It's literally the same thing as a, it's not the same as COVID virus, but it's also protein. So you're, it's recognized as a threat to survival by the immune system in the same way COVID virus is. Um, and you are, you've changed that. And now no longer is it a threat to your survival. You now have a new coping mechanism. So you remember why. So when you triggered, this is what you revert to, not that not that toxic tree. But to get to the point where you revert to this, the green tree, you have to do that extra 42 days of work because mm. habits only form in those cycles. And I'd have patients, Lewis, that would sometimes take two years to get to the point where they were kind of had sorted out all this stuff. Some people will do one cycle. Some There's no cookie cutter, right. anything. This is not a technique. All I'm giving you is how you get your mind under control so that you can unwire these things and rewire them. And it's different for everyone's narrative. Yeah. But you can do it. It's 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 hopeful. We can do this, and it's hard work, and it's difficult, and it's and it's traumatic, and you need support. And these times where you're going to get so depressed, where you maybe can't get out of bed for a few days because of mm -hmm. just the awareness of what's happened. But you will keep. That's all progress. And I had I remember having patients that were like had gone from suicidal to ups and downs to seeming to cope to like back together then suddenly crashing into deep depressions and then everything is progress because every at every stage there's another level of awareness and then getting to the point okay i can cope i can move forward now i can start which is what you did right yeah you know you've done that now, now you've channeled all that energy into helping others it's it's, it's all process it's all a process and uh there's always going to be new lessons to learn i'm assuming and oh yeah it's that <laughs> it's that messy grow it's that mess it's that messy repair grow messy repair grow messy, right. give ourselves permission it's okay to be messy it's okay to be depressed and anxious it's yeah. not an illness you're not a broken brain you yeah. are just those are all signals be be Poirot. be be sherlock holmes you know mm -hmm. be your be your own thought detective there's so many things i want to make sure we go over still um but i want i want to go into relationships in a future episode yeah. in a Fantastic. future interview so if if you want us to um so leave a comment on the YouTube channel and just put hashtag relationship. If you want us to do another uh, interview about the brain connection in intimate relationships and how that affects our mood Good and energy too. and all those things, I think it'd be fascinating. So leave a comment there if you guys are interested. I want to go over brain building. I also want to go over what you do for the ultimate um, mindset training in your, in your morning and evening routine to set yourself up for success for a day. But I also, and, and I also want to go back into identity check and oh, yes, we didn't quite finish figure that out what is, what do you do when you're checking your identity and how do you reprogram your mind to build confidence in your identity moving forward? Okay. So where do you want to start? There's three things there. What, what do you do? When you're doing a uh, identity, identity check, check what are okay. you doing personally? What does that look okay. like? For me, okay. Start there. So I um, I tune into, once again, the signals. So I'll be going along and I suddenly notice, uh, for me, I've got certain key signals that tell me I need to do an identity check. One is imposter syndrome. 
when I start feeling like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be talking about what I'm talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about kind of thing. Then I know that that's nonsense because I've got 38 years of research and I know what I am mm-hmm. and I don't know everything. But I, So I have to, I, so as soon as I start feeling like that, that um, I will I will say, okay, that's, and, if it, and I watch it, then I watch. So they, I watch for imposter syndrome. I watch if, if I start getting perfectionistic, if I'm feeling like this obsession to be perfectionistic, um, if I start feeling, if I like maybe hear someone's, if I start feel little bursts of, it's not it, like jealousy or envy or bitterness. If any of those, I mean, I, I own it all. I'm not scared to tell people if I have those because it's so normal to have those. It's What's not normal is to keep them. I, I never see um, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, jealousy, envy. I never see those as evil, terrible things and I'm now a bad person. I only ever see myself showing up as those because of something. Mm. And so those are my key things. If I start feeling the twinges of envy or jealousy or imposter syndrome or perfectionism, then I know, okay, so there's a, there's, and then I watch, is there a pattern? How often am I doing it? Is it mm. daily? Is it weekly? Is it just now and then? If it's now and then I'm okay. But if I see, okay, hey, this is happening daily and I'm being triggered by everything. Um, so I look for frequency. So um, I know my signals and I look for frequency. Then I say, all right, now it's time. This is happening. This is happening way too often. I need an identity check. I need to sit down. And then I will actually sit for 63 days every day. And, and I do it while I'm, I'm always working on something. So if I see it's an identity check, I'll finish whatever I'm working on. And then I'll start and I'll start. And I, I always do my, my neurocycle for, for anything when I'm getting ready in the morning. It's just the routine I've set up in my life. So it's um, so then I'll, while I'm getting ready, it always takes me about half an hour or so. So it's great time. No one comes in the in, in the bathroom. That, that, that everyone knows that's leave mom alone. That's leave, leave me alone. That's when I have my space. So I have a routine. So then I'll start with Let's say it's day one. I'll say, okay, those are, I'm seeing I'm doing imposter syndrome. I'm, I see the, whatever, the four signals. Then I, the, the, and then I break it down. Okay, what are the emotional signals? Mm. What are my feelings? So I'm feeling a bit of envy, a bit of jealousy, a bit of um, frustration, whatever. Then I'll say, okay, behavior. What am I doing? I'm definitely not smiling as much. Uh, maybe, so I look at my behaviors. I seem to be a mm. bit short. I'll keep talking about um, this. It's coming into conversations. People are actually commenting, why do you keep talking about this? Um, so I look at my behaviors. So emotion, emotional warning signals and behavioral warning signals. Then I will look at my body. I'll look at, oh, I'll sense my body. What's different? Wow, I'm getting more gut aches. I, my gut, we have such a genetic weakness in our family with gut, very common. Um, I'll notice that foods that don't really make me bloat, suddenly I'm bloating more. I'm suddenly getting incredible cramps in my lower colon. I know mm. immediately there's a certain pain that I get in my colon that is related to emotions. Oh, man. And I also, I get, Tremendous pain in my heart when I'm very toxically stressed. Like, like it really feels like pain, pain. It's sore. I can feel it's pain. Oh. So I notice those things. I'm very aware. Then I'll look at my perspective. And my perspective is, why am I doing this or something? So it's kind of in a negative. It's moving to a negative zone. So I'm, I gather those, but I gather them, Lewis, like I'm gathering apples in a, in a, in, a, in an apple orchard. So I, I literally will do, yeah, I do. I literally, in my mind, I am two chairs, I'm using the you language, I'm very kind to myself, I'm very accepting, I set myself up correctly, so my whole mindset going into, even before I gather those four signals, is one of, it's okay, you really are amazing, there's no one can do what you can do, so a little bit of 
you know, motivational boosting, but I'm also kind to myself. It's really okay. It's really not, you're not the first person who have done this to be feel envy or jealousy. This is not that you're a bad person. You, there's a reason. So I just remind myself of those things. There's a couple of little prompts. That changes my neurophysiology. I know from the science that I've done that I've now got 1,400 neurophysiological responses working for me. Just before I start the process, I'll do wow. a brain preparation. And I've, in my app, I actually do this. I have, so I physically walk you through audio, video. What's the app called again? Neurocycle. Neurocycle, and it's on. And I've got it one for identity in there. So it's it's the whole sixty three day process. I literally give you therapy, and then we have mini neurocycles. It's a mini neurocycle guide. So like if you're feeling imposter syndrome, you can press that. I'll give you a neurocycle. Um, Identity check. I do anxiety. So yeah, it's really cool. We're growing it all the time, and I'm building in a neurocycle lab so people can actually get coaching and get coached through different issues, which is fun. So um, then I'll do so I'll do a bit of brain preparation. So I set myself up the kindness, all that stuff. And then I'll do a bit of brain preparation. I love to do the 10 second pause. I, I write about that in my book. And that's just a very common breathing technique, but I do it with a bit of quite a lot of difference. I breathe in very deeply for seven counts, but like, I mean, three counts, it's very deeply, like, you know, the yoga kind of breathing where you really mm-hmm. move your belly, Wim Hof type, you know, yep. breathe, um, where your chest is, and then you breathe out for seven counts, but it's also that sort of yoga type breathing where you push, you've got to really rush it out. Um, the extended, uh, extended exta- uh, exhale pushes oxygen to the front of your brain and blood flow to the front of your brain. So I almost have to shake my head because I feel lightheaded. Mm. So that's how intensely I do it. Then while I'm, I'll do the first couple just breathing. Then I add a cognitive dimension and I start saying, think, feel in the inhalation and then choose in the exhalation. And I do it out loud. So I add in the verbal component to the ex, the actual physical. So now mm. I've coordinated, I've created not just a physiological response, but I've brought mind, brain, and body. I've brought wow. all three responses together. So I've calmed down neurochemistry. I've calmed down blood flow. I've increased blood flow to the brain. I mean, I've done, I can go on and on and on. I've wow. just given my telomeres a boost, which are the ends of chromosomes. I mean, it's just my immune system's now primed. Every I've given my whole body the message, it's okay. You don't have to be now making stress work for me and not against me. So even my blood vessels around my heart would have dilated and that I would have got more blood flow to my brain. So immediately I'll feel less pain in my heart immediately because I've now calmed my whole body down because that pain that I feel in my heart is coming from the trauma that's in my mind, the identity trauma in my mind. Anyway, So then then I go into the five steps. So then I'll go gather those things like I told you, the four different areas, emotional, physical, behavioral perspective. Then I go very distinctly to step two. And and the gathering is like picking apples off a tree. So I don't go stand under the apple tree and just let all these things fall on my head. That's totally overwhelming. I stand back. So visualize yourself standing back and selecting. And I do what I can on that day. Sometimes I can only pick maybe just envy that day and maybe just not smiling as much and maybe just – perspective seemed that I seem to be a bit down or negative things that I don't I'm not as hopeful because I'm a very kind of positive hopeful person but it's not there so maybe I could just handle a bit I don't force myself to do too much in one day um, and then I'll go to once I've gathered then I take each thing and I okay now I'm going to reflect ask answer discuss what does this mean why 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 and I discuss and ask so I'm starting to find the meaning then I'll write it down so either um, I do it in a metacog and a metacog I started talking about earlier on a metacog is a way of organizing information that looks like a tree I mean literally like a tree grows branches and another branch and another branch every branch is connected to something else you grow branches on a piece of paper and on each branch you write a word or a couple of words or a little phrase but nothing's floating on the page this is so important and you start in the center and you just build you can either go clockwise or anti-clockwise whatever you want to do you can keep it all clockwise and turn your page whatever you want 
Lewis had developed a system about 38 years ago and I constantly improved wow. it. I would do this with my patients. I would work with people, for example, with personality disorders and using the medical technique, we would actually, they would be able to see the different personalities and reintegrate them and find the trauma source and that kind of stuff. Mm. It, to get your conscious mind working with your non-conscious, to find all the trillions of thoughts that are in your non-conscious mind where they're stored, to get that depth because your conscious mind is only working when you're awake, but your non-conscious mind is working 24-7. So it forces these five steps going into the metacog which is the third step force this integration and this connection between the conscious and the unconscious so then i start writing down what i've gathered and what i've reflected on but in this metacog so it's a mess it's just like words all over the place and you literally vomit it on your page and you start seeing things that you can't believe that you i mean every time i do it i'm astounded at what i see then the fourth step is a recheck and then i'll go and stand and i'll look at take color and i'll Look at what advice, what am I saying here? What does this mean? And I try and get order. I look for triggers and patterns and antidotes. Big thing is antidotes. That's reconceptualizing. You said that's a state of antidote or reconceptualized statement earlier on when you spoke about um this morning the sadness that you felt and you said mm-hmm. you gave yourself permission to feel the sadness and you and your antidote or reconceptualized version was it's okay i'm feeling sad because this is a transition in mm-hmm. my life and it's okay to feel that and then you moved on to, into the day that's what you look for in step four you look for what can you what is the antidote yes you're feeling this because of this and you start so as you go through those stages you start seeing the reasons why especially step three One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host when you get a new car or a new home your first reaction might be to say things like oh yeah or i can't believe it or booyah but what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need like a good neighbor state farm is there state farm is there with the coverage you need for your car your home and even boats motorcycles rvs and other things that matter to you with a state farm agent you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need with so many coverage options it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you and when you need ways to get help state farm gives you options there too in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off starts pulling that reason the root 
of why I have this identity thing. And you start seeing, wow, I thought I had dealt with that, but I haven't. This is still an issue. I still need that approval because of this, this. I still, why do I need that approval? Do I really? And then you start saying, actually, I don't because of this. So step five, then that builds into step five, which is then a little statement that I'll hang on to for the day. And that's where your gratitude statement or your positive mm-hmm. affirmation or your whatever a summary of what you've achieved that day. It could be as simple as, okay, my identity has been knocked. I'm feeling this envy. It's okay to feel that. And maybe that's your statement. It's okay to feel this. I'm finding the reason why. And that may be all that you do. So in the app, I would type in, it allows you to um, type in your active reach reminder. You set it to go seven times in the day because it takes, there's research shows that if you can see something consciously be prompted seven times at least during the day, you then are putting energy to the positive and taking it from the negative. And so you're transferring, you're weakening this and you're getting the, the healthier one stronger. So you're weakening the toxic, mm. making the healthier one stronger. So I'm now re-energizing and I'm dis- disciplined. Big thing is disciplining my mind, not to go back and give energy to the toxic pathway, but to actually take energy from it. So it weakens. So I'm wow. allowing grass to grow over the, the worn pathway. And that's what I force myself to hang on to. And it's all I'm allow- I allow myself to think of the rest of that day. I always like to have a visual as well. I love white roses. Or, and I love the sea like most people do. So I'll I'll have some image. So it'll be, uh, it's okay to feel envy. There's a reason. And then I'll imagine white roses. So each time my mind wants to go back to this imposter syndrome, this identity, this lack of value, whatever, I say, it's okay to feel envy, white rose. And then tomorrow I'll go further. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do it. So over 21 days, I will do that. And then from 442 days, I'll just go with my final active reach. And I find that I do a big one like that at least once a year. But if I need to do more, I do more. And sometimes all I need to do in between is a quick one five-minute cycle. Oh, hang on. There's a bit of an identity thing here. I can run through and I remind myself. So in the course of the year, I probably do five or six times a year, if not more. Does that help? It's massive. And I think identity check is something I feel like all of us should be doing. All the time. Constantly adjusting and improving on because what I'm hearing you say is our our belief around our identity is what shapes a lot of our, our mindset. Oh, absolutely. And then what you're going to say and what you do. So what you'll do is if we, once your identity is sorted out, once I do that kind of identity check, the big one and then the little ones in between, I'll immediately shift in my day to looking at something differently. So now I see something that I think I sh- changes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So something that I think I should have achieved in my business and I'm not achieving it, and I compare myself to someone else. I suddenly look at that and say, "No, I'm not. In, I don't need to compare. I'm now enhancing." So I shift from comparison and competition, which is totally toxic. It's mm. not at all human nature, and back to enhancement, which is, "Oh gosh, that is amazing what that person is doing. Wow, I, I love that for them, and I mean it, and I'm so excited." Now. That in, I enhance them. How does that enhance you? What can I learn or what what works for my life? What do I have? What do, do I need that exact thing? I can't have that exact thing because that's that person's thing. That's what they've got. That works for their life. That's their – I can't use my measure of, of success against their measure. Of, so I tell them, you know all of that, but you're not going to believe those words. Be very good at saying words that we don't believe. An identity mm-hmm. check takes the words that so you're wait, saying say that, say that you again. believe. We're very, really good. Good, we're very good at saying the kind of statements I've just said that we don't actually believe. And we try and convince ourselves. That's mm. the Band-Aid approach. That's the mm. positive affirmation approach. So I, I, I know when I'm saying those statements and I don't believe them, I know I need an identity check. If wow. I can say those statements and I'm genuinely throughout my entire mind, brain, body, if I'm entirely 
totally happy for that person's success. And I'm not thinking, wow, I want it. If I start thinking- give Give me an example of like feeling jealous or envious about someone else and saying I'm happy for them, but not feeling it and believing it. So let me think of something. So it's like, it's a whole body check. So uh, there's been times where I've said, oh, I'm so happy that that person got a New York Times bestseller. (laughs) And then I say, hey, but I can feel my body's not, there's there's, um, out of alignment here. Then I have to go and do a little identity check. And I do it in a quick neurocycle in a minute. Then I'll say it again. Okay, I really am genuinely happy that they got a New York Times bestseller or they got on the whatever. Uh, published weekly or whatever the case may be um, and and then I check my, my whole mind and body and I can feel actually yes I do it's it's true there's a whole like an alignment that I feel different and my body feels different it's like I'm relaxed and and I'm I'm excited because I now feel that they they I can see that their success is their success and that enhances me whatever someone else succeeds in is only to my benefit why is that because that generates, they're operating in something that they can do that no one else can do. So if I celebrate that, that's going to, they're generating a whole bunch of success energy and love energy that's going to hit me and build me up. So I'm in, and then I in return of building them up. So this is Einstein's work. Not that he spoke directly about it, like I'm speaking about it, but he spoke about the, he worked with a, a, a few people on how we generate photons. And there's been a tremendous advances in that work, especially in the field of quantum physics. So if you're genuinely happy for someone else, you're going to generate photons. This, we always do, when you're alive, you're generating energy. You and I are generating energy. Now, even though we separated techno- technologically, we impact each other. We, we've got a relationship going through our connection, etc. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're entangled. So we're impacting each other. So, and it's positive because we're discussing positive things. But if you have a toxic relationship with someone, the photons that have been generated are toxic. So toxic mm-hmm. energy waves, the electromagnetic light waves are toxic. They're different. And they can see that with with research now. So that's the example of that is if you walk in a room and you know people don't like you, you can feel it. Or if someone's, you know, someone's like can't look you in the eye and you just, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way they, they're kind of smiling, but you just know there's something wrong. You can cut the atmosphere with, with a knife. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's real. Those are actual toxic energy waves coming from that person's thought in their brain and their mind and their body. They are generating all this energy that is toxic. And that's what you're feeling. It's like having a little BB gun shot at you or pain painful so that's how real it is and so when we in the op when we in our natural wide full of mode when we in a, a non-disruptive mode we enhance so it's like two waves if you think of two waves in the sea when they when two waves hit each other they cancel each other and it's flatline that's that's competition no mm-hmm. one benefits mm-hmm. but when two waves go underneath each other there's an enhancement that the wave gets bigger and that's enhancement culture that's the real bond or connection deep meaningful connection so when i'm deeply recognizing my identity is hey i can do something that no one else can do i don't have to be threatened by that i'm not competition for anyone that person's not my competition that person's my my um what's the word i'm looking for my my aid my support my um uh, collaborator or collaborator yeah, they, yeah they're on my side everyone's yeah. on my side no. you everyone no one is a competition if we got into that mode and there's been so much science showing this in in the in these like there's ancient science on this you can go back thousands of years and find teachings on this in the ancients in the ancient ancient sort of um, texts and different religions and just ancient texts and there's been 150 years in of research in this sort of area but it's not very well accepted in, in sort of the more um, 
what can I say, more physical-based science, where it's all about the brain body. Mm-hmm. That's seen as woo-woo stuff. Meanwhile, it's more accurate scientifically than a lot of the current medical science that we see that is supposedly more accurate. So if you look at and you really dissect these studies. So it's very interesting. But it, and, and the more quant- quantum physics, for example, is huge in this. And it's one of the most accurate and fundamental of sciences. So the quantum experimentation is more accurate if you look at the rules of scientific research than a lot of the classical studies, which is very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so essentially, what was I going to say now? It, it, what was I saying? I'm relating back to all the, um, in terms of identity, oh, enhancement culture. Yes. So enhancement, we, we're so driven by Darwin, and there's, there's obviously good in everything, every philosophy, but prior to Darwin, there was Lamarckian theory, and I don't want to go into any of this in depth because it's a whole huge area, but essentially it was not that we need to compete. Competition and is not really what, breed success or wiping someone out at the expense of someone else that's never really worked but if you really look at what's worked it's if i enhance you we don't specialize at the expense of others we specialize at the enhancement of others mm. um, and if you look at the, the the research on bond research and that kind of thing we we, enha- we 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 build each other we grow as a community so communities for example that are very um a community focus versus individualistic they're much more successful in helping people with mental health with relationships with peace in the community with just generally happiness um, versus those that are very individualistic american society which is one of the unhappiest societies in the world mm. is not there's not enough enhancement it's all about uh, if you're doing well that's a threat to me that's absolute nonsense if you're doing well that's great for me because what that it, means what you it, are enhancing me so what does it do when we when we can see someone else and celebrate their success authentically. What does that do for our our mind brain. versus oh. our brain oh. versus envy and jealousy and resentment and frustration that okay. they're winning or succeeding and you're not at that level or something? Okay, so the easiest way to see what it does in the mind is to think of like when you look at um, QuickTime. QuickTime has all the little little bars going or, or podcasts. That's what the memory looks like in your mind. So in your mind area, it's these waves. So a love wave is generally like a sine wave versus if you versus when you're in any kind of envy and jealousy, it's a very erratic wave. I mean, that goes through your brain. It creates neurochemical chaos. So first of all, you've got neurochemical oh, yeah. chaos. So you won't have, you won't have enough balance between serotonin, dopamine, and andamide and the various different chemicals, which then affects the hormone balance, which then affects heart palpitations and cardiovascular function, immune function. So every system of the body becomes disturbed. That's why we feel disturbed throughout our entire body. In the brain, we'll see an increase in, in high beta. High beta, if you think of a wave, when the wave is breaking and you see the white, that's high beta in the brain. Now, you're only supposed to have a burst of high beta and then it should crash and settle into into a a more gentle wave. But if you have a constant tsunami of high beta, it creates tremendous and almost sometimes shearing of axons. It can actually Mm. damage, it can actually cause physical damage to the the axons because you've got too much of this wrong energy, too much of the wrong chemicals. And that can create all kinds of distortions that eventually make... um, Things like tau protein, which is actually a good thing, become a bad thing. And we hear that in Alzheimer's. And so eventually, if we have years and years and years of jealousy, envy, unmanaged mind, we're damaging our brain. And cumulatively yeah. over the years, we change the neurons, the neuronal structure, the levels of good and bad protein, amyloid beta, which is a very important good protein, but in the wrong quantities, it can create memory loss and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So eventually over time, we change the structural integrity of the brain. And so it causes brain damage. And envy and jealousy do that in a 
big, big way. Really Competition wow. that stress that it causes, it creates toxic stress, very bad for your heart because it causes a constriction of blood vessels. Mm. Um, then that's less blood flow to the brain. And if you don't have enough blood flow to the brain, you become more impulsive. You don't you lose your intelligence. You lose your cognitive flexibility. You know, you'll have, instead of having um, lots of waves of high beta, a gamma flowing from the back to the front of the brain in a balanced way, you're going to have a tsunami of gamma in unbalanced ways. That's mm. not good. You're going to have an increase in delta too much during your conscious. You know, so there's a lot of different patterns that start emerging and you're learning more and more about this um, in, as, as we, as science is advancing. So there's a definite impact, but you can change that. You can reverse that. That's the hope of neuroplasticity, of mind-directed neuroplasticity because neuroplasticity can't happen on its own. It happens run by mind. So you direct it. Mm. So you can change that. So and yeah, so it's changeable, but it really creates a mess. And that isn't going to lead you. It's going to lead you to make decisions that maybe will get you to the top in a certain way, but the price, price you pay in relationships, health, happiness, peace, so many people that have got to the top in a competitive way are not happy people. And, and people on their deathbed, you ask them what they'll say. They'll say, I wish I'd worked on my relationships and love. Be designed for enhancement. You can still get to the top. And then also you've got to define what is getting to the top. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a whole different redefinition needed of that too. You know, at, this, at the moment, it's how many likes you have on Instagram, how many New York Times bestsellers you have, how many. Plus, you know, we've got very, very toxic versions of what success is. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be changed as well. Absolutely. They're very competitive-based. I'm, this is fascinating. I'm curious about, I'm just thinking about a majority of my life where I was competition focused. And we all, we grew up in that I, think, I actually like competition, but more of like toxic competition maybe where it's, yes. where it's like, I need to be the best. I need to be number one. I need to win at all costs. Otherwise I don't feel loved and supported and, you know, desirable or whatever it is. I'm all for like, you know, competition and, and bringing the best out of each other. Yeah, that's that's enhancement. You know I mean? That's yeah, not even yeah. competition. That is, yeah. okay, let's enhance each other. Can, let's see who can do the best, whatever. Create yeah, the exactly. Best. And then it's like everything's to be celebrated. But yeah. as you are building, so if you shift your mindset and say, okay, we've got a competition here for someone who's going to build the best um, new version of quantum computers because they're busy trying to do that at the moment. So if instead of it being a competition, let's talk about an enhancement. So mm -hmm. everyone is throwing everything at it. Let's actually take the vaccine, COVID, the, the COVID. If we had more enhancement mm. versus competition, we would have had a vaccine earlier and distributed to the poor countries quicker. Right. But it's the it's the competition and the desire for finance that right. has taken precedent over humanity. And that's an example where, you know, a lot of the scientists didn't want that. A lot of the scientists wanted to do share each of it. So it's not it's what's it's, working with everyone. You exactly. Share, yeah. So you've got something to bring to the table, and so do I. You, you complete a piece of the puzzle, so do I. So if we put our heads together, instead of competing against each other, that's going to lead to success, global humanitarian type success, as Absolutely. opposed to because it takes one man to make a difference. You know, so it's just, it's how we look at it. It's just like a whole perspective needs to shift. Yeah. We're getting uh, deep here. I love talking to you. We, do all, we, we get into all these really it's, excellent things. It's, called, it's it. called the School of Greatness, Caroline. You know, I, I mean, love it. School of Average. Um, 
That's fantastic. Not that we're competing or needing to be the no, best. No, we enhance each other. <laughs> greatness, greatness means a beautiful thing. Yeah, it means Absolutely. we are growing. What is it that you bring to the table that I don't? I must tell you a quick story if I may, just about that statement. Years ago, when I worked in South Africa, one of the things I did was I trained teachers. I used to work in the apartheid era and the transition. I don't know if I told you this before, but I spent three days a week in apartheid South Africa, working in pre-apartheid, in the apartheid transition and post when Mandela came to power. And I saw firsthand the impact of terribly evil social structures wow. on humanity. And that's why I chose to do that. At the same time, I was doing my research and working in um, private practice with people that had a lot of money and could afford to see a therapist. Um, and so I, that was one of the best experiences of my life. That's where I learned what I really know about life and about this field that I'm in, because I saw how humanity, when they, when you, when you put your mind to stuff, you can, it's just incredible. It's school of greatness, honestly, was, was that time period. And in, I used to train a lot of teachers in the education environment to try and help uplift the terrible education that the black population had been exposed to. So part of my team, we would put, we worked with over 300,000 um, people. We actually reached more, but we would work through with teachers and students. And um, one of the projects was 300,000. What we would do is go in and, and train the teachers on how to use their brain and how to learn, how to build their brain, mm-hmm. how to manage emotions, how to just really get the most out of the mind-brain connection, and then how to adapt this into the education system so that you could transfer knowledge more effectively. Because literally these schools would have one textbook, 100 kids piece of chalk this size an old chalkboard that didn't work and they would get the kids to literally repeat and regurgitate with no Mm. understanding and I remember teaching one of these schools and I'd always teach identity first was the first session Mm. when I trained teachers was identity for themselves identity for their students and then I'd go into the techniques and as I started this one teacher stood up and he was so aggressive I'll never forget he just said Dr. Leaf I'm sorry but you have got it wrong there is a kid in my class who is so stupid and so difficult that there's no ways that he could learn anything or he could change. And I mean, it was worse than that. He really went on. It was just like a whole mouthful of venom. And I was so dumbstruck and I'm very seldom dumbstruck. And one of the other teachers in the class stood up and said, sir, that child that you say is so stupid can do something that you can't do. And it's your responsibility to trigger that in that child. I tell you, this was nearly 25, 28 years ago. It changed me forever. And that's where I started researching identity in a big way in in, in my work after that. And that's what what we're talking about here. When we recognize that in other people and that we, my role is to bring out the best in you. Your role is to bring out the best in me. We change society. It's not that I'm trying to beat you. It's that I'm trying to bring out the best in you. It's a totally different perspective. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about brain building for a little bit before we wrap things up because I know this was something we mentioned a few times. Yeah. And I'm curious, it, when what should we do the moment we realize we're being triggered uh, and feeling a lot of emotions? Should we lean into brain building or is brain building something you do before that? Such a good question. So when I'm very, very emotionally triggered, the first thing I'll do is that 10-second How How happened for you? It, yep. It's less and less now. I, I used to get very, I used to get very easily thrown um, because I, I think that intense desire to please, I think you can relate. Mm, um, things would throw me very quickly, and and I would get things under control because I'm very energizer bunny. But yeah, I would get <laughs> thrown very quickly. But I've, I've, I know now if I want to get, if I'm in a very challenging situation and I'm very emotionally triggered, I will brain ball. I will do the 10 second pause because mm-hmm. I've got to get my neurochemistry under control. I do it six to nine times. 
So it's about 60 to 90 seconds, which is enough time from the research that I've done and the others that have done this, that um, in this field, that get your neurochemistry calmed down and your blood flow and everything to a point where you're okay. And then I kind of check, am I calm enough to, to kind of move forward? And then I do brain building. And I would do this with all my patients. Just as, as an aside note, I never started a session without an identity check brain building and then they would dive into the heavy stuff mm. so i always got them in a place in brain preparation i always got them in a place where they were ready to do the work hard work before we did any any you know heavy stuff so then i would and i'll go brain build so i'll go and brain building is essentially using the neurocycle so it's the same five steps but now instead of detoxing identifying and detoxing and reconstructing you actually just build range rover sport leads by example picture this Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So it's the same five-step process because the, the neurocycle is simply the science of thought. It is how we use our mind to grow stuff in our brain. And it's controlling the process and get stuff out of our brain. That's really what the neurocycle is. That's why I say it's a delivery system for doing that. So then you take the take whatever you're interested in. And I'm totally, as I, as you know, interested in brain science. So I'll take um, every day. I mean, I do this every day. You see what's my routine. But in that moment, I'll take something like I'll, I'm always creating podcasts like yourself, solo podcasts and things. So I'm always writing books. I'm always doing journal articles. Um, writing a scientific article is an enormously challenging, extremely difficult thing to do. So anything, any project that I'm busy with like that, I'll go and dive into it. I'll go and either prepare a podcast, um, do the, do work on a journal article, because that requires brain building. It requires me to read complex stuff that I have to read a couple of lines and then I have to stop. So I have to gather the information, which is the read part, gather where we spoke before about gathering awareness. Now I'm talking about gathering awareness in terms of reading that information. I do it out loud and I do it with my pen, literally underlining it because that brings all my senses together. I explained it in depth, by the way, in, the, in this book and also in the app. All the stuff we've been talking about is in the book and the app. Um, then, I, then I'll go, then I stop and I literally look up and I 
and I talk out, I ask, I do the, the reflex step. So I ask, answer, and discuss. What have I just read? What does this mean? What's this stuff here? Because right. you can just read. And, and then I, it's until I can discuss it and I know, okay, it means this. And when I'm doing that reflex step, I go back in with my pen or my pencil and I circle. I don't underline. A circle because when you circle you get to the key concepts mm. the concepts are where the information stored we don't recall a hundred percent we recall conceptually so you want to build conceptually conceptually oh. is where the core information is it's about 30 15 to 35 percent of information so if you take a simple sentence like the cat sat on the mat the cat sat on the mat seven words what is it seven words six words the concepts would be around about two words cat mat with an arrow that's what you want to get to. You want mm. to get to the concept level. So in the reflex step, you are rereading it and circling and asking, answering, discussing and finding. So what you want to circle is 30% max. Then you write that down onto the metacog and you organize it. Yeah. So you organize it and you write it down and then you go back and say, okay, does this match what I've just read? And then you say yes and you discuss it. Then you go to the next sentence and that process it totally puts your brain into one of the most highly resilient states that you can get. It calms down your brain, the neurochemistry, the blood flow balances the two sides of the brain, increases your gamma activity, which in, in the right way, which is what you want because it pulls stuff from the non-conscious to the conscious. And it also gets you into a state where you are like a sponge to learn. And when you get into that state, your brain goes into a tremendous state of brain health. It's like your brain loves this. It's like literally mm. your brain is in love with brain building. I should say that in the book. And it, so you now feel sense of peace and excitement and mm. wisdom and as i'm brain building suddenly i'll put my uh, often happens as i'm doing the brain building the metacog then the recheck as i'm doing that suddenly i'll get to a point that ah that's the solution and i feel it's a sense of peace and i can go and handle that situation so i've trained myself to do that i don't as far as possible try and solve a crisis unless you have to solve it on the spot but i try to always stand back and say okay i need a bit of time I'm going to go and calm down. I'm going to go and do mm -hmm. even this kind of thing that we're doing now is, yeah. is brain building. Brain building. Yeah. Learning. Because Educating. learning. It's yeah. learning. And it's very – and it's if, and if you look in my in my book on chapter, chapter 14, I actually have my daily routine. I don't know if you want to talk about that now in another thing. But brain building is one of the first things I do in the morning. So And I do it yeah. through the day. What is um, – what's the best thing to do for yourself at night to to clean out the mental mess? So the best thing to do at night is to start in the morning. So when you wake up, it sets the tone for the day. So you want don't, to get don't have a negative attitude in the morning. Yeah. Catch it early, catch it early, and then catch it during the course of the day. So mm -hmm. sleep prep starts in, in the AM, and you've got to do a check in at lunchtime as well. So I do that every day. So it, it really does it starts. I mean, I wake up and I check immediately, self regulate immediately, mind manage. What's my mood? What's my mindset? And if it's complaining or negative or I'm worrying, mm -hmm. I catch it immediately. I work out why. I do a quick neurocycle in my bed. It takes me two minutes. I do it so quickly. I immediately go into brain with my coffee, obviously. I will do some brain building, even if it's 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I will start you know, getting ready and doing the detoxing. Then during the course of the day, I'll take periods where I'll do thinker moments. And thinker moments are where you activate what we call the default mode network in your brain, which is very important to restore energy, restore balance, just to keep being reset. We've got to reset. And the thinker moment, you can reset in a few seconds. And it's great to have a 10-minute block if you can during the course of the day, preferably in the sunshine if you can. And all you do there is daydream. You literally close mm -hmm. your eyes, switch off to the external, switch on to the internal, and just let your mind have a bit of a rest. 
And that is very, very powerful. There's tons more I can say about that. And it is in the book, but that's like another two-hour discussion. But it is so powerful. Mm. Thinker moments are unbelievably restorative. So I make... What do you call it? What moments? Think Thinker moments. Thinker moments. Thinker Think as of- in T-H-I-N-K-E-R. Thinker. Thinker, thinker moments. Thinker yeah. moments. Sorry. Thinker <laughs> it sounds like moments. an American over here. Um, yeah, there we go. I have to go American. Thinker. <laughs> you go to the Dallas... Dallas uh, yeah. I'll have to get the... Right. I did two English... Instead of thinker, thinker. Yeah, thinker, thinker. <laughs> so that's thinker just switching. Moments, yeah. to the, at stage, it's basically switching off to the external, switching on to the internal, mm-hmm. allowing thoughts to move through your mind, daydreaming. You find out then what's going on. What are you actually thinking about? What's dominant? Mm-hmm. What are the patterns? Phenomenally powerful. And that's another whole long discussion. But I make sure that I do those frequently. And I try and take a 10-minute break in the middle of the day where I do that. And then at nighttime, before I go to sleep, I will, there's other stuff I do, it's in the book, but it's in that chapter 14. But just before I go to sleep, I will make sure I do a whole check, also using the neurocycle. What are my emotions? What are my signals? Mm. What am I thinking of? What am I reflecting on? And get order. And then, okay, this is what worrying me. This is worrying me. This is worrying me. I'm feeling this and feeling that. So I do the neurocycle and I get to the active breach where, okay, I can't fix this now, but this is what I can do. Type it in my phone. I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this. This is a solution here. That be. So I get my little solutions. It takes me five minutes and I calm down and I'll watch a movie like Friends or something. That's been my obsession lately is watching mm-hmm. a Friends <laughs> before bed or something fun, relaxing, and you know, then fall asleep. And that and then as, as I said earlier on, I'm busy now with a starting setting up a, a research study. Um on dreams and how you can actually there's a lot of research showing how you can actually prepare yourself for dreaming mm. because dreaming is restorative and you're learning more and more about dreaming and so i want to start doing that because you can actually especially people that battle with night terrors and 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 night paralysis and, terror, and nightmare paralysis and nightmares and because it's all just your mind processing because your mind's processing during the day so it's to try and help people find more information yeah. there and whatever but i always find that helps to prepare myself for sleep that's beautiful. And if, if you guys want us to do another episode on dream states, then leave the hashtag dreams below as well in the comments on YouTube just so we can see how many people are interested in that. Again, put a hashtag relationships. You want to learn more about that. Uh, this has been fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'll, hopefully next time we can do it in a person. If you're coming to LA, we'd love to have yes, you Yes, it'll be so nice. And I, you've got to come on my podcast as well. We've got to carry We can just keep the series going. I mean, your mind, yours, going. mind, yours, let's, mind, yours, mind, we'll seriously. It <laughs> it's just so great. I have the best discussions with you. It's been beautiful. We've covered a lot today, and I want to I want to wrap things up here. Um, but if we could uh, – if if someone could pull one thing from this, we, t- we covered a lot, but if we could do one thing where they can implement moving forward, just one thing. Or one thing they could think about differently to help improve the quality of their life. What would that one thing be based on what we talked about? I would say to understand the concept that your mind is not your brain and your mind changes your brain. And that based on that, what I've been saying throughout this interview, you can't change what's happened to you, but you can change what's happening in you. Mm-hmm. You have that power. And I think just that awareness, if people can start developing that awareness, they get autonomy and empowerment. They, they're on the pathway to empowerment. That's beautiful. You've got an incredible book. It's been uh, spreading all over the world in a, in a beautiful way. It's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, Five Simple Scientifically Proven Steps to Reduce Anxiety, Stress, and Toxic Thinking uh, that people can dive into. It's extremely practical, but it's got all of the neuroscience and the research backing everything on how you can apply these simple steps into your life under these stressful, you know, overwhelming moments that we all 
have faced and uh, hopefully give you a lot more clarity and peace. So make sure you guys get a few copies of the book. It's powerful. I really like it, cleaning up your mental mess. Also, I'm excited to check out your app, uh, NeuroCycle. I haven't downloaded it yet, so I'm going to download it right after this. Make sure you guys download the app that's in the App Store, I'm assuming. And yeah, iTunes, else. Google Play. Yeah, it's all over the so place. And it keeps getting updated. So, yeah. And you're the, you're the voice, huh? You're the one who's… I'm the voice. It's my creation. Yeah. It's my baby. I do all of it. So, it's no, no one else. It's amazing. I mean, I have a team of engineers, obviously, but I do all the talking. You're the content, the, yeah. The content, so, so, yeah. So, we can download NeuroCycle, uh, the app, and also your podcast, which is it's clean up the mental mess. Yeah, same same name as the book. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Lots of more great stuff there. Uh, we also had another interview that has blown up over on YouTube and on audio. So if you guys want to listen to that or watch that, we'll link it up as well. And I asked you your three truths and your definition of greatness the last time. So if you guys want to hear what those are, make sure you go check out the previous episode as well. And um, I want to acknowledge again, Dr. Caroline Lee for for showing up so brilliantly you've got decades almost four decades of wisdom and research and case studies and experience in this field and it's so powerful the way you explain it the way you articulate it the way you simplify challenging concepts that seem so overwhelming with examples with models with you know props you're just making it easier for for people like myself to understand how to manage our mind and master our mind. So I appreciate and acknowledge you for the gift you are in this world. And I'm excited to do more of this with you and help more people together. Um, Thank you so much. It's very yeah, kind of you. Thank you. Of, of course. Uh, my final question for you is what's the thing that you hope to improve more in, in your life the rest of this year? I have to get a mastery of it, being able to help people see the importance of mind and mm. understand mind. So diving into more research studies, finding easier ways to explain this, because I just know if we can get people to understand the, how their mind works and how to manage it, we're going to have a better world. We're going to start being able to get these social constructs and things that are damaging the world, like racism and just the competi competitiveness and the hatred and the wrong narratives around mental health that are damaging so many people. I just want people to be able to shift. So that's really, I'm so driven to get that message through. So thank you for there being able to do, helping me to do that. So, and of I, course. by the way, think you're amazing. I mean, what you've gone through and how you've turned that around and how you express yourself, you, you're phenomenal. You really thank are. you. Thank you. Always learning, always growing. I appreciate it. I see that. Well, Dr. Okay. Caroline Leaf, thank you so much for being here. As always, excited to have you back on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful for the quality of your life. We're all about improving your life. We're figuring out the tools, the strategies, the science that will help you unlock the power of your mind and your inner greatness. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend, post it on social media, and make sure to tag me at Caroline Leaf as well over on your Instagram stories and let us know what you thought about it. And if this is your first time here, please leave us a rating and review over on Apple Podcast. Click the subscribe button, leave a rating and review, and let us know what you enjoyed most about this episode. We'd love to see your thoughts and your feedback on the power of this interview. And also, make sure to check out the other part to this episode. Again, this is a two-parter, so go back to the previous episode in the podcast app that you're in so you can listen to part one with Dr. Caroline Leaf. And I want to leave you with a quote from Alphonse Carr, who said, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorns have roses. No matter what type of 
pain or stress or anxiety you're going through, whatever the thorns are in your life, realize that there's so much beauty on the other side as well. There's so much beauty surrounding that pain as well. Just be willing to open your eyes and look for it and smell those roses that are all around you. And I want to remind you, if no one's told you lately, that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. I'm so grateful for you today, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 